I'm going to invite your attention to the word of the Lord, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And while you're turning there, let me make just a couple of announcements. One, this coming Wednesday night, we're going to be blessed with the outstanding ministry of Pastor David Elms from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You do not want to miss this service. It'll be held at Cooper Road, and it's going to be such a wonderful time. Pastor Elms is a dear Friend, and he is the pastor of the Cathedral of Pentecost. Many of you know uh, Brother Ethan Elms. That is his son, uh, whom we love very much. And uh, Pastor Elms is a powerful preacher of the gospel of many years. And uh, we're looking forward to his ministry this Wednesday night. He is going to bless the Tree of Life Church. And I also want to tell you that we are continuing our progress on Ready Now. Amen. We are coming down to the final stretch, emphasis on stretch, amen, of getting into our new worship center. We don't have hard dates. We always knew it would be in this general vicinity, and we are in that general vicinity, and we're in the process of finishing, finishing touches, finishing orders, some change orders, and and some reorders and things of that nature. So those things are developing. And we thank you for your giving. Can we give God a hand clap of praise for every miracle that he has performed and continues to perform? Amen. God has performed so many miracles. And now is a time where we need to continue to give unto the Lord to bring this to completion and bring it to pass. God is blessing our efforts and many souls are on the precipice of, of receiving salvation because of the diligence of the people of God. And we thank you for that, and we honor you for that. I also want to say a, a, a heartfelt thank you to all of you for your prayers this past week. This past week was the General Conference of the United Pentecostal Church International in Orlando, Florida. And uh, as the Lord would have it, I spoke on Tuesday night. And uh, that's not a small uh, task. And, uh, and I could feel the undergirding of the prayers of the Tree of Life Church. They were, they were demonstrably felt in my spirit. And I thank you for that. I thank you for your love. I thank you for being who you are. And I felt the strength of the people of God as I stepped to that pulpit and delivered the word of the Lord. And God confirmed his word in so many ways leading up to uh, the time of delivering the word and even following that. And I thank you sincerely for your prayers and your support in that moment and in the kingdom work that we are engaged in doing. I'm so excited about the kingdom work that's happening in Cincinnati, Ohio. I am beyond elated about the kingdom work that God is doing in Cincinnati, Ohio. And uh, we thank the Lord for it. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning with verse 7. The word of the Lord says this, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man Save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Hallelujah. And I just want to, I just want to uh, speak to you for a few moments this morning on this subject. God's Spirit reveals His wisdom. God's Spirit reveals His wisdom. Could we lift up our voices unto the Lord and ask His blessing upon the preaching of His Word today? 
God, I thank you for the gathering of your people. I thank you for the beauty of your presence. And I pray today that you would have your perfect will and way in this house. Bless every effort of the people today as we labor for your work. I pray, God, that the word would enrich us and strengthen us and help us to know you better and to help us to be strong in the faith. God, we give you praise today and we honor your name in Jesus' precious name. And everybody said amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Wisdom is such a powerful word, and especially when we're speaking of the wisdom of God. That word wisdom, of course, we hear two words referenced in that one word. We hear wise and we hear dominion. And it helps us to know that God truly operates in the context of dominion because he is wise. And his wisdom is something that should be pursued. It's something that should be, should be sought after. And I, I want to read a, a little portion of scripture from the Apostle Paul concerning the wisdom of God in Ephesians chapter 3. I'm going to read beginning with verse 8. I, I'll ask you to pay attention to this as I read it. And if we can have it on the screen, we'll read it, look at it together. Ephesians 3 and verse 8, Paul says unto me, who am less than the least of all saints. That's a powerful statement. And that means he, he said he is less than the very least, if there is a least of any one saint, he's less than that least of all saints. And he said, and, and yet unto me is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. The riches of Christ are so abundant and so plentiful that they are unsearchable. You can spend all of your life searching diligently the riches of Christ and you will still be, it, they will still be inexhaustible and unsearchable. And he said unto me, who am less than the least of all the saints, is given the grace to preach among the Gentiles. And that's an important part of this too. The Gentiles know nothing of God. And yet, Paul is so humbled to suggest that, that he has the grace by God to speak this. And he said, to make all men see. That's his desire, to make all men see. Oh, if we could just open the eyes of all men and let them see. What is the fellowship of the mystery? Because if you dive into the mystery of God, and I, I think we would all agree there is a mystery of God. It is not the mysticism of God. There, there's no mysticism to God. Mysticism is things that are hidden and they are to remain hidden. Uh, mysticism, the mystical world wants you to, to think that there are things you cannot uh, attain unto and that there's nothing that you can 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 understand that you are left out and you are inferior to but mysteries are meant to be understood and the mystery of the fellowship of the mystery he said it was from the beginning of the world and it hath been hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers and heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. According to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. He said it is important and it is the purpose of God that the church know the manifold wisdom of God. And, and I want you to know that the wisdom of God, this wise dominion of God, is manifold. There are many folds to it. There are many layers to it. There are many depths to it. And, and Paul said that in the unsearchable riches of Christ, in the fellowship of his mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, 
but he created all things by Jesus Christ so that we can know in the church the many folds and layers and depths of the wisdom of God. I want you to know that the wisdom of God is so far beyond our natural grasp, and yet it is for us to know and to understand. And I want to spend the rest of my life trying through sermon sermon after sermon, message after message, Bible study after Bible study, and living a life and exemplifying and testifying of the glory of God. I want to spend the rest of my life trying to help people know the wisdom of God. Because if you could know the wisdom of God, Oh, it's such a beautiful thing to know what God knows and understands and sees and desires. His purpose inside those many folds and layers of his divine knowledge. You learn the meaning of life. You learn the purpose of his creation. You learn why you are here. And you learn where you are going. And, and, and it brings such peace. See, in this world and in this body of flesh, there is a peace that passes all understanding. But when this mortal is changed to immortality, we will have a peace that comes from having understanding. We will understand it better by and by. And so I want, to, I want, by the help of God, to help us get a little closer to that wisdom of God. Because from the beginning of the world and before the world began, the wisdom of God was in motion. And God was going to create man in his own image. And he was going to give to man that beautiful gift called free will, which is the characteristic of God's image. God has a free will. That's what makes grace so amazing. That a God who has all power, a God who has all might, a God who is capable of doing anything and is free to do whatever he wants, chooses to love us. Oh, you better believe it's amazing grace. How sweet the sound. God already has a thousand and more reasons not to love me, and he chooses to love me. I've given God so many reasons to abandon me and walk away from me and never speak to me again, and God chooses in his infinite integrity to love me. From before the world began, God fashioned man in his own image because deep in the logos, in the intellect, in the knowledge, in the wisdom of God, God himself was going to become a man. And God was going to, to take upon himself the penalty that man would doubtless receive because of him violating the free will God gave him. And then God was going to lift that curse off of man. God was going to take the penalty himself. God was going to redeem man from his certain destruction. God was going to give grace freely to all who would receive it. God was going to give rest to the weary. God was going to dry the tears from the eyes of the weeping ones. God was going to heal the brokenhearted. God was going to open the door of the prison. God was going to heal the sick. God was going to set at liberty them that are bruised. I'm talking to you today about the manifold wisdom of God. Hallelujah. And the Apostle Paul comes to the church at Corinth and in this second chapter, he begins his, 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 the second chapter of this epistle, as we would note it, he said, I, brethren, when I came to you, he begins to explain himself coming to them. He wants them to know the origins of his work with them. And he said, when I came to you, 
I did not come to you with excellency of speech. I did not come to you with wisdom of this world. But I came to declare unto you the testimony of God. He said, I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I want you to know today, by God's help, we are determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. I know there are a lot of distractions. I know there are a lot of thoughts and ideas that circulate through our world, but I'm determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Because we can, we can speculate and we can coordinate and we can postulate and we can try to somehow hypothesize and theorize and come up with all sorts of different ways of addressing an issue. But at the end of the day, there's only one thing that makes a difference. And that is Jesus Christ and him crucified. I'm going to tell you, it's still nothing but the blood of Jesus It's still nothing but the blood of Jesus. Jesus Christ and him crucified. What a thought. What a profound statement. Jesus Christ. Stop right there. Stop right there. He could have stopped right there. I, I determined to know nothing among you save Jesus Christ. Stop right there. The purity, the innocence, the blamelessness, the power, the wisdom, the kindness, the love, the grace, the mercy. Hallelujah. I know nothing among you save Jesus Christ. But if you want to add another layer to that wisdom, you let all of that innocence and all of that purity and all of that blamelessness and all of that grace be nailed to an old rugged cross. Now there's a power, hallelujah, unleashed upon the earth that overcomes death, hell, and the grave. Hallelujah. That's why he didn't say Jesus Christ and him crucified and him rose from the, raised from the dead. Because if you've got Jesus Christ fully understood, and then you understand and believe that he was crucified, then you know the resurrection is just part of that. Because when he is crucified in his innocence, he who knew no sin was made to become sin for us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He was tempted in all points as we are tempted, yet he was without sin. And they nailed that perfect man, that perfect lamb, that perfect substitute, that perfect sacrifice, that blemishless one, that spotless one, that innocent one. They nailed him to the old rugged cross. He died the death of a transgressor, but he was not a transgressor. He died the death of a murderer, but he was not a murderer. He died the death of a rapist, but he was not a rapist. He died the death of every man. He tasted death for every man but was without sin. Death had no hold on him because there was no sin in him. Jesus Christ and him crucified. Hallelujah. And he rose from the dead. I'm going to tell you that understanding gives you power over everything that the enemy would try to bring against you. He said, I had determined to know nothing among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness. I was with you in fear and in much trembling. My speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. That was the demonstration of the gifts of the spirit. And that was the demonstration of the fruit of the spirit. And he said it is, and it was for this reason, verse 5, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but that your faith would stand in the power of God. Our faith does not stand in the wisdom of men, 
Our faith does not stand in the personality of men. Our faith stands in the power of God. The wisdom and the power and the glory of the Lord solidifies our faith in him. He goes on to explain to us that we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which before the foundation of the world God ordained it before the world unto our glory. And he said none of the princes of this world knew his wisdom. If the princes of this world had known the wisdom of God they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If they had known who this really was, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. Pilate, Pilate was starting to get close and he could sense there's something here I don't want any part of. He said, I find no fault in him. Oh, friend, I wish I could preach on the power of finding no fault in him. I find no fault in him. When you find no fault in him, you've got to act on that. Hallelujah. When you find him innocent and pure and blameless, you've got to act in faith on that. And I'll tell you how to act in faith on that. Repent of your sins. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. He said, if the princes of this world knew who this was, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. I want you to know that if people only knew who he was, they would run to him. If people only knew who Jesus really is and how he really loves them, they would run from wherever they are. If they only knew the power that he gives so freely to all, if they only knew the glory that can found in his exceeding precious promises, they would run into those promises. Hallelujah. But here's the reality, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the reality. The natural eyes of man cannot see it. And the natural ears of man cannot hear it. And the natural state of man cannot perceive it. The Bible says this. His ways are above our ways. The Bible says that his ways are past finding out. This is why you cannot listen to the wisdom of this world. They do not know the wisdom of God. You cannot listen to the talking heads of this world. Too many times the saints of God are enthralled with people who do not know the wisdom of God. Too many times we tune our podcasts, we tune our ears to, we turn on the stations of, we, we listen to, and I'll tell you what's happening. Your spiritual soul is being violated that spirit man that can perceive the things of God is being dumbed down to not being able to hear and understand the things of God. The carnal mind is enmity against God. That means the carnal mind is like a wall against God. And you cannot hear the things of God. The scripture said, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. You better be careful who you're listening to. You better be careful who you're quoting. You better be careful who you're tweeting and retweeting. You better be careful what affiliation you're linked up to. If it's not the gospel, there is error in it. I'm not saying everybody's totally wrong, but you better believe nobody's exactly right. And only the gospel is true inside and out, through and through. I said only the gospel is fully true.
And you need to walk away. You need to walk away from some of the things you've tuned into and find a place of prayer and have an open Bible and have an open heart and get tuned in with God again. Because you have begun to believe the wisdom of this world. And that's why you're afraid. And that's why you're depressed. And that's why, that's why you distrust. And that's why you can't be kind. And that's why you're carnal. And that's why you doubt. And that's why you're afraid of every day. Because you believe the wisdom of this world. But I invite you into the deep things of God. I invite you into the unsearchable riches of Christ. I invite you into the manifold wisdom of God. Hallelujah, where love abounds and love never fails. Where grace and peace are multiplied. Hallelujah, where faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I invite you, hallelujah, into the yoke with Jesus. Where you can learn of him and be at rest. Glory, walk away from the ungodly, walk away from the carnal, walk away from the wisdom of this world, walk away from those who profess themselves to be wise but are fools. Micah chapter seven and verse two, the good man is perished out of the earth and there is none upright among men and don't you forget it, they all lie in wait for blood, they hunt every man his brother with a net that they may do evil with both hands earnestly. The prince asketh and the judge asketh for a reward. And the great man, he uttereth his mischievous desire, so they wrap it up. It's talking about corruption and concealment. The best of them, the best of them is as a briar. The most upright is sharper than a thorn hedge. The day of thy watchman and thy visitation cometh and shall be their perplexity. Trust ye not in a friend. Put ye not confidence in a guide. Keep the doors of thy mouth from her that lieth in thy bosom. For the son dishonoreth the father. The daughter riseth up against her mother the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies are the men of his own house. That's the world you live in. That's this world that you trust in. That's this system that you trust in. But verse 7 says, Therefore, I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Rejoice not against me, O oh mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. I will bear the indignation of the Lord because I have sinned against him until he plead my cause and execute judgment for me. He will bring me forth to the light and I shall behold his righteousness. You keep putting your faith in all the wrong places and wonder why you keep getting disappointed. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. I feel the Holy Ghost here. You need to turn off the news. You need to log off of whatever. You need to log out of whatever. You need to spend more time in the prayer closet. You need to get back in the church. I said you need to get back in the church. Oh, I know you're sitting on a pew, but that doesn't matter if you're sitting on a pew and you're not trusting God. You got to get back in the church. It's time to put our faith in Jesus again. Oh, hallelujah. 
you notice the confidence that came on him when he looked when he turned away from the systems of this world when he turned away from all the guides and the confidants of this world but instead put his faith in Jesus Christ therefore I will seek look unto the Lord I will wait for the God of my salvation my God will hear me then he was able to say to his enemy rejoice not against me I love that boldness I love that boldness and I pray that boldness will get a hold of somebody this morning I don't know what enemy you're up against but I've, I know what the enemy is like and the enemy is very intimidating foreboding can make you feel like you are absolutely destined for doom but it's time that you put your finger in the face of that enemy and say rejoice not against me because this story is not over. I have turned my eyes to the Lord. I have turned my heart to the Lord. And I've come to tell somebody, if you'll turn your heart to the Lord, he'll turn your mourning into dancing. If you'll turn your heart to the Lord, he'll turn your sorrow into joy. If you'll turn your heart to the Lord, he will turn death into life. He will turn that situation around. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy, for when I fall, you better believe I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Ah, Hallelujah. Man can't figure this out. Political parties can't figure this out. Congress can make whatever law they want to make and they still won't figure this out because this is something that eye hath not seen. This is something ear has not heard. This hasn't even entered into the heart of man what the Lord has prepared for us. Your, your, your best efforts can't figure it out. You're the, the wisest people on this planet can't figure it out. The smartest people with the greatest degrees can't figure it out. To the world, this wisdom is foolishness. And to the world, foolishness is wisdom. They call foolishness wisdom and wisdom foolishness. They call good evil and they call evil good. They cannot figure it out. And and they don't understand the ways and the will of God. His ways are so beyond us. But there is a way to learn it. It is through the Spirit of God. I said it is through the Spirit of God that we learn the manifold wisdom of God. Have you ever been there where you thought, I wish I could just figure out what God was thinking? Anybody ever been there? Anybody there right now? I wish I could just figure out what God was doing, what God was thinking. I wish I could figure out what God was up to. I want you to know there is a way to understand the things of God. (laughs) The hidden wisdom, the many folds, the multiple depths and many layers of the wisdom of God. It is by and through His Spirit. This is what the Apostle Paul said. Even as a man knows what's inside of him, And nobody else knows except his own spirit. See, you can, I remember one time my my grandfather uh, made oyster stew. And and he wanted me to try it. And uh, Grandpa was a mighty man of God. Powerful man of God. And he cooked up some great sermons in the pulpit. But oyster stew was not a specialty. (laughs) And I was... About a 12-year-old kid anyway. Oyster stew was not my favorite. And I, I, I think I even came across a shell in one of them. And, and he, I remember eating that, and he said, How you like that oyster stew, Joel? And I said, oh, Wonderful. And I was lying. <laughs> the Lord forgive me, but I wasn't telling the truth. But what, but what, I, was, what I was demonstrating outwardly Nobody knew what was going on on the inside. 
on the inside, my spirit was not in agreement with this oyster stew. And, and, I, I, and, and just as it is with a man, when you, when you look at a man, you, you may think you know what's going on, but only that man knows. Paul said only his spirit knows what's really going on. When somebody's being nice to you and you think, I wonder what they're up to. You, you wonder that because you know they may not be, they may not be as they appear. There may be something going on that you aren't aware of. Or if somebody doesn't treat you the way you wish they would treat you, you've got to be careful not to jump to conclusions. Because what you see, it might be different than what they're really feeling on the inside. And, and when it comes to God, the world has spent years and generations not understanding him and they look at him from a distance and they think they have him figured out but what is going on on the inside of God is something that only his spirit can reveal when they looked at him at the mountain they, they saw a mountain that burned with darkness and tempest and vapors of smoke and lightning and thunder. And they told Moses, we want nothing to do with him. But Moses said, oh, but if you'll go on the inside, you'll experience something you've never experienced before. Because man cannot in his fallen state perceive the things of God at face value. Only the Spirit of God can reveal the things of God because it is the Spirit of God that is inside of God. So when we preach the Holy Ghost, when we preach the baptism of the Holy Ghost, when we preach the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, when we preach the infilling and the indwelling of the Holy Ghost, we're telling you that the Spirit of God is taking up residence in you. When the Spirit of God gets inside of you, that is the Spirit of God, which means it is the essence of what is in the inside of God. It's not what others have said about God. It's not what your professor speculates about God. It's not what the atheist denies about God. It's not what the bitter and the resentful hate about God, it is the actual essence of God that begins to live inside of you and he begins to reveal to you the wisdom of God. And now you're not standing on the outside trying to figure out what he's really thinking or what he's really doing. It's in you, a well of living water springing up into everlasting life. I want you to know, ladies and gentlemen, when the Spirit of God lives inside of me and I don't understand things going on around me, all it takes is a little talk with Jesus. I just go commune with God for a little while. I stir up the gift that is in me, the gift of the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost starts showing me what God thinks of it. The Holy Ghost starts showing me what God feels about it. The Holy Ghost starts showing me what God intends in all of this. This is why the person who goes through a trial without the Holy Ghost is going to have a harder time trusting God than the person who goes through the trial with the Holy Ghost. Because when you go through the trial with the Holy Spirit of God on the inside of you, you've got an inside track to what God is thinking. Brother Andrews, this is why when you preach that beautiful message under consideration... And you told the story of Noah's miracle and the power of God at work in Noah's precious life. And you, you made the statement that through it all and through every circumstance and even prayers that you would have answered differently had it been you that had been asked for the prayer request. You made this statement, I find no fault in God. 
That's because the Spirit of God is in you. And it's the same Spirit of God that is in God. It's the same Spirit of God that is in the mind of God. It's the Spirit of God that knows the thoughts of God and the intentions of God and the grace of God and the wisdom of God and the power of God. And that's the Spirit that He puts in us. And you come out of the prayer room and you say, I don't understand it all, but I know it's going to be all right. I don't understand it all, but I've got a peace. I don't understand it all, but I know God is on the throne. I don't understand it all, but I'm not backsliding and I'm not turning around because I've seen the manifold wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Don't. The, the world has painted such a false picture of God that you cannot take at face value what the world says about him. You have to, you have to go into the deep things. And the Bible says that the Spirit of God searcheth all things and that the Spirit searcheth the deep things of God. The Spirit searcheth the love of God. The depth of his love. Hallelujah. And when that spirit that has searched and plumbed the depths of God's love is inside of you, you have a love that the world cannot explain. And you'll forgive people that the world will criticize you for forgiving. They'll call you weak for forgiving people. They'll, they'll question your manhood if you're kind. But that's because they don't understand the manifold wisdom of God. Woo. The Spirit has taken me on a journey. And we've searched the depths of God. Hallelujah. In prayer. In His Word. In those Psalms and Proverbs and major prophets and minor prophets, in prayer, I have, I have rode upon the wings of the wind. Hallelujah. I have, I have been upon the breath of God. And he has taken me down into the depths and into the highest heights and into the longest links and the widest widths of his love and his wisdom and his peace and his grace and his glory. Oh! It's beautiful. As Paul said, Lord, open unto me the door of utterance that I may declare what is the fellowship of the mystery of God. If you could see how gracious he is, it would change the way you treat people forever. If you could see how deep and how beautiful his peace is, you would never want to sin against him again. If you could see how pure and spotless his holiness is, you would never want to transgress him or his word again. This can't happen by the mere decree of man. This can't happen by me preaching till I'm blue in the face. It has to happen by way of the Spirit. It is the Spirit that searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. And it is that Spirit that He'll put in you. And if that Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you. He shall quicken your mortal body. Now I know, Brother Brandon Jordan, that that's talking about the resurrection. It's going to quicken this mortal to immortality. But, but I have an earnest of that inheritance right now. And there are times that I feel a quickening. Hallelujah. Even though it's not resurrection. Hallelujah. Brother Parnell, it's not resurrection yet, but sometimes I feel a quickening. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. Oh, man, I woke up not feeling good, but spend a little time in the presence of the Lord, and I, I feel a quickening in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
hallelujah. It'll get in your hands and in your feet. Yes, it will. It'll put clapping in your hands. It'll put dancing in your feet. It'll put a shout in your soul. And let me tell you something else. It won't just do it in church. And let me tell you something else. He'll quicken your mortal body to the point that you'll forgive when you don't feel like forgiving. You'll be kind when you feel like being rude. You'll be patient when you feel like you can't wait any longer. That's the quickening, the quickening, the quickening power of the Holy Spirit of God. Come on, let him fill you with the Spirit. Be ye filled with the Holy Ghost. Be ye filled with the Holy Ghost. Everybody ought to be filled with the Holy Ghost. It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Oh, hallelujah. Ah, spring up, O will. Spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. Spirit of the living God. Spirit of the living God. Fall fresh on me. Spirit of the living God. Fall fresh on me. Fill me with your precious Holy Ghost. Fill me with your precious Holy Ghost. Somebody lift your hands and lift your voices unto him. Come on, somebody lift your hands and lift your voice unto him. Huh? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want everybody that's got the Holy Ghost to act like it. If you've got the Holy Ghost, thank him for his wisdom. Thank him for his blood. Thank him for his love. Thank him for his righteousness. Ah, come on, that's it. That's it. That's it. Let the Lord put joy in your soul. Some of you are going through some things and you don't know why. But God's spirit is about to reveal his wisdom. Some of you are wondering why the prayer hasn't been answered yet. But his spirit is going to reveal his wisdom. Some of you are wondering why you haven't had closure yet. But his spirit is going to reveal his wisdom. Climb up on the wings of the Spirit of God. Oh, that I had wings like a dove. That's the cry of the psalmist. That reference to the dove is an unmistakable reference to the Holy Ghost. Oh, that I had the wings of the Holy Spirit. I would fly away. I would go, I would go somewhere. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? You have the wings of the dove. I'm sorry, I don't have to stay depressed. I don't have to stay in the turmoil of this world. I don't care if I'm in the workplace. I don't care if I'm in the living room feeling lonely. Come on, it doesn't 
doesn't matter what kind of strife I'm going through. I've got the wings of a dove. I've got the wings of a dove. I can search the deep things of God. His spirit can reveal his wisdom to me. For ages and generations, the wisdom was hidden because man cannot know the things of God. But God became a man and put his spirit inside of man. And now man can go where he could not go before. Ezekiel said, Ezekiel said, I was by the river Shabar and I saw the heavens open and I saw visions of God. That's great. But I can see the heavens open right here. I sit in heavenly places. He's all around me. His voice is in the members of my body. Yes, he is. Oh, hallelujah. I need somebody to come right now and say, God, I need the deep things of your spirit. I, I need the simple things. The deep things of God are the simple things. The deep things of God are the simple things of God. God's getting ready to reveal his love and his peace and his grace. I want somebody who feels some condemnation to come. I just feel this in the Holy Ghost. I want somebody who feels some condemnation. I want you to come right now. Come on, God bless you. God bless you. Because God wants to show you his forgiveness. He wants to show you the power of his blood. Oh, something's happening right now. Something's happening right now. Something's happening in this house right now. Come on, lift up your hands and lift up your voice. The Spirit is moving. Woo. The Spirit is moving. The Spirit is moving right now. Come on, let the Holy Ghost move in this. All of heaven rose your name. Sing louder. Sing louder. Let this place erupt with praise. Can you hear the sound of heaven touching us?
北方。